curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. It's not overstating the obvious to say that we are in uncharted waters as salespeople. And for many, there are all kinds of warning signs that suggest getting out there and talking to people is a bad idea. For a career salesperson like me, that's a difficult pill to swallow but I don't want to create a negative opinion of myself or our company in what is a very trying time for a lot of people. So I asked Val Kearns to join us for this episode. Val has spent the last nine of what is now a 16-year-long sales career working for a national payroll provider. So she has a unique look into the economy as her business has the opportunity to see what's happening with employee pay, regardless of the vertical market or the size of the business. She's a married mother of two daughters, and her optimistic disposition allowed her to give me this interview even while her two girls were down for a nap. So for that and her insight, I am tremendously grateful. As we all navigate these uncertain times, I hope this discussion provides you a measure of comfort and a dose of inspiration to keep the faith that people are out there looking for help, even in the most trying of circumstances. I think it's a worthwhile conversation, and I hope you feel the same. Give it a listen. So thanks for coming on. Yes, definitely. Glad I know to be here. This is unprecedented times, and many okay. of us are sort of searching for places to find information that will help us make sense of what's going on. And with there's so much information out there. You know, this is sort of the, the, the beauty and the, and the sorrow of the internet is there's a lot of information and yes. not knowing exactly what value to assign to sources of information in times like these creates a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. So I wanted to, to bring you on because of the unique perspective you have in being 
in what you do for a living. Because in payroll, you get to see things that perhaps those of us who are in the business world but not responsible for the money can't see. So knowing that, like, Val, give, give me, I mean, we're, we're essentially two weeks into this thing now. We've got another three weeks ahead of us as far as uh, the Michigan shelter-in-place order, the Trump order now that says, you know, 30 days from now is really the first time that we're thinking that we might be able to go out and touch one another and not be afraid. <laughs> so in the meantime, like from your perspective, what are you seeing from uh, industries that are still working perspective? Like what, what's, what's your viewpoint? I've been calling both prospects, so people that I'm not working with necessarily right now, but I know, um, and clients, and just kind of getting a feel for where they're at, what they're doing, those kinds of things. So um, I am su- the biggest surprise for me has been the manufacturing businesses that are still going. There's a lot more manufacturing still going um, than I expected, and not necessarily all of it is medical-related. Obviously, as we've seen even from the, the big businesses, um, a lot of them are kind of converting to medical supplies, but I talked to a small tool manufacturer today that is 100% still up and running, finds out they do do some surgical work, some surgical tools, but not all of it. They're still doing their full line right now and been able to keep all their employees uh, still working. Um, so beyond some of those surprises, some of the more common ones is trucking, shipping, those kinds of logistics things are still needing to happen. And if anything, they're almost getting more complicated. Sure. Um, obviously, a lot of restaurants are still in place. I don't know that they're thriving. They are still struggling to figure out the the balance and most of their front of house. They can't necessarily support, but grocery stores, pharmacies, the small local guys, they're still up and running and, and trying to do the best to support their clients. Um, and then the biggest one, the biggest, most expected one is janitorial or commercial cleaning companies. They're doing a lot. They talked to, actually, I talked to a restaurant today that's decided to close down and he's taking advantage of getting everything in his kitchen power washed because when he shut down, he can truly clean. Even if it wasn't for the virus, it's great to get that stuff done. And obviously there's that extra need right now. So there are definitely people out there working as much as they can through this and trying to find the find the balance. Yeah, there was an interesting article in the, in the newspaper this weekend where they were talking about some of the personal decision making that employees are having to make about even in those instances when their businesses are open, whether or not you want to take the personal risk of venturing into work every day, even though your employer may be practicing all of the sanitation and social distancing rules that uh, are being uh, advised from the government. And yet uh, it really boils down to, in a lot of instances, sort of this personal question about whether or not you believe that your business is considered essential when the employer has been able to finagle a way to still be out there doing what they do. Definitely. And even interestingly enough, the business owners are going through the same thing. That restaurant that I talked to that closed down, he didn't close down because they didn't have the business. I think 
you know, he's actually considering trying to open up with a limited menu and just keep his family in there working. But he closed down because he's like, it's not worth the risk for everyone. He's truly looking at this like, it's scary. I don't want to expose my family, my employees, myself to these people and worry about spreading this virus more. So even the employers that, even the employers are looking at this from a personal aspect and trying to make personal decisions related to themselves and their business. I, I, I don't envy the folks who are in those positions having to try to make those decisions because on the one hand, you're really talking about the livelihood and the ability of your employees and their families to survive this. So the inclination is to sort of try to keep your doors open as much as you reasonably can without introducing that additional element of risk. But yet then again, on the other hand, yes, granted, perhaps your employees may be earning wages that will allow them to pay their bills, but it's not as if that income is going to be able to stimulate the economy much because there's just not anything open for you to really be able to spend your money on in this instance. So so it's a little bit of a paradox if you think about it. Definitely. It definitely is. What's, what's the name? So, so one, people are still answering the phones. Are you getting any hostility from anyone in your prospect? Like when you're picking up the phone and trying to reach out to people, what's, what's the general attitude amongst the people on the other end of the phone line? Very few people have been hostile. There have been a few that are, they think that I'm trying to just call and get their business, which I don't, that's really not the way to do anything right now. So I will get people that'll be like, oh, thanks for calling. No, I'm not looking to switch payroll. I'm like, that's not even why I'm calling. I want to hear how you're doing. I want to hear what's going on with your business. Um, usually I'm able to kind of reassure them enough of that to get into more of a conversation and provide some resources. Um, a business owner uh, today that I spoke with that, you know, has one administrative staff I've worked with them in the past. They're really staying small, but I said, listen, let me know. Cause right now they're trying to stay open. They're working virtually, but I said, let me know if things change, we've got great resources. And he goes, well, you know, if you're willing to email me some stuff as they figure out how they're going to do this, that would be great. And I'm like, of course, we've got a site that I can email you that's constantly updated. Like I'd be more than happy to do that. And that's the reason that I'm calling. Most people are able to hear that. And so I haven't experienced very much hostility. There's a few people that got off the phone very quickly. Yeah. Not really wanting to hear what I had to say, but for the most part, it has been pretty positive interaction. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> for my money, really, this is about trust, right? And the, the notion that no like, and trust are the three filters that most people apply when it comes to, the people that they would can want to consider doing business with. And, you know, a lot of people view that as a linear, right? That no, right. and then like, and then trust. But in reality, you know, I see it more as a pyramid where you can achieve each of those independently. You know, I can know you, but not trust you. <laughs> I can certainly right. uh, like you, but not trust you. But if I know you and I like you, and the opportunity for me to have your trust is probably greater than if any of those other two elements are missing. And for me, if you're seeking transactions right now, it's really, really important to only be doing that with people that you're in that trust portion of the triangle with, because if you're doing something other or trying to sell in a space other than that, you're really, 
not only is it going to create a negative opinion of you, it's probably going to be a lasting negative correlation when it comes to trying to sell in a moment where there is no trust. But what you're doing and what you're saying, you know, it's really key is in those instances, once you begin with an understanding of where you are in the trust equation with the person on the other end of the phone line, really two things are going on. One, people tend to have just a little bit more time on their hands than they traditionally have. So the opportunity for a person to person conversation is probably greater in a lot of instances than maybe any other time in recent history. But if the information that you're going to try to either get from that person or give that person isn't in alignment with what their needs are at the moment, the likelihood of you being able to do something constructive with them, it's pretty negatively impacted. So by being able to provide other pieces of content that are educational or informative or inspiring in some way, you, know, you really give yourself the opportunity to, to create an impression for that person that might be lasting and also may be somewhat more positive than the neutral position they may have had of you if you've not bothered to reach out to them at all. So definitely it's a balance. I'm not going to sit here and say this should be the best time in the world for anyone to go out and try to prospect. And certainly that's not, (laughs) but knowing that if you're taking the appropriate approach and understanding whether or not you're in a trust-based dialogue with someone, or if you're still trying to get there as the jumping off point for what you might do, I think you lend yourself the best opportunity for success. Most definitely. And the thing to remember right now, I mean, anything dealing with sales is all about pipeline. Right. So right now, are we going to close less business in a situation like this? Of course. Can we be building up our pipeline to be booming after this? Most definitely. Alternatively, we can be sitting around binge watching Netflix (laughs) and then we can't figure out why business is back in session and we're still not selling anything. Exactly. You know, so spending this time building that trust and getting into that trust portion of the pyramid, I think is the most valuable thing that we can do during this. Stay home, stay safe, stack stack rank your relationships based on trust, create a Mendoza line. That's the cutoff point for where people are above the line that you feel like you can have the conversation that you want to have and where in those instances, people don't meet that cut And you should have strategies that are designed specifically for each of those. Because to your point, like, look, we don't know how long this will last. We don't know what the ramifications will be for it when it's all said and done. But what we do know is that commerce will resume. It just has to. And if you're not in a position to be able to uh, take advantage of the pendulum swing when it comes back in this direction, I think to your point, you probably have a better future writing reviews on Netflix of all of the product or um, um, (laughs) content that you consumed than you necessarily have for your future sales career, right? Let me ask you this. Since you work for a a larger organization with a distributed sales force, you know, all over the country, for those of us who don't have that opportunity anymore to sort of get the information passed down from the C-level sales leadership to the rank and file feed on the street salespeople. What's some of the messages that your sales leadership is conveying to you guys in this time of uncertainty in selling? That's a great question. And 
on that note, I really do love and trust my company. Um, one of the things that I do appreciate, you kind of mentioned at C-level, the same things that my direct manager and her manager come up with on hour one of a situation like this is what gets passed down from the C-level on the end of week one, right? Like they're all on the same page and they stay on the same page. Um, I think that speaks a lot to the organization and the value and quality of it. And the biggest thing that we started talking about is just empathy. At this time right now, you've just got to be empathetic with these people and what they're dealing with. That's huge. You know, in, in sales, we always talk about word tracks, right? What are you going to say? And, you know, you there's definitely sample word tracks that they put out there. But one of the things that they talked about is just focusing simply on the, the order of the conversation. So the first thing is to ask them how it's going, right? Find out what's going on with them. Because like I said, in calling people, I've had some surprises. I've thought, I've called some offices that I thought were going to be completely shut down and they're hundred percent working. You just, you don't know. In part, like you said, some business owners are trying to decide whether they're essential or enable their way into being essential. But um, and then let them know what we're hearing, just like you wanted to talk to me because I'm in communication with a lot of people and hearing a lot of stuff, being able to continue to disseminate that information and spread it is good. Find out what the biggest impact for them is, right? So I say, hey, here's the things that I'm hearing, which one's a big concern for you, and then how we can help because we can, whether it be something simple like emailing a link for some resources or whether it's truly a service that they have enough value in to purchase from me right now to get through these next few weeks and to figure out how to accomplish their goals, whatever the case might be. That's what it's about. And then just trying to get time to, to talk with them, preferably over WebEx rather than just on the phone. Hey, can we set aside 20 minutes to talk about some more of this stuff? I'd love to show you some things and go through some things with you rather than just passively email. I'd love to show you what's going on. So that's really the direction that we're going and it just makes sense, right? It's just a natural flow of conversation as it should be with somebody that's reaching out to people that they care about and truly have something that can help them. Genuine, authentic, caring for people typically is a winning sales strategy. And And, and in these uncertain times, having genuine caring for people will shine through in ways that nothing else really will do. So if you're not approaching it from that perspective, if, you, if you've thought people would be irritated with you before in the past, if you were choosing to take something less than an authentic strategy, try it now and see what kind of <laughs> reaction that you're going to get from folks. But um, knowing that you are actually out there performing sales activity on a day in and day out basis, Val, and that people are answering the phone and that they are willing to have conversations and that they are willing to share information with you in this uncertain time really should be heartening for most people who would be listening to this because I know it's relatively easy to get discouraged and think to yourself like, oh my God, like there's no opportunity for me why should I even bother that Netflix idea is sounding better and better with each passing <laughs> moment. But in reality, the people that I've been talking to that seem to be the busiest are the ones that are having a tremendous amount of success in making person to person connections right now. So I think we have to guard against that just a little bit in our own brains. I think we as salespeople will have a tendency to build up our own self-limiting beliefs about 
the success or relative lack of success we may have if we try sales activity right now. So I really appreciate you coming on and being able to, to shed a little light on the fact that, you know, all is not lost. There are still people out there (laughs) conducting business on a day in and day out basis and that there is still opportunity for good salespeople if they take the uh, most appropriate and uh, empathetic approach possible. Sir, any final thoughts you want to leave for folks that uh, as they're headed on their way back into whatever it is that they might be doing now that you've inspired them to go do it? The only thing I will say is that I have been inspired by the community that I've been a part of and talking to these business owners. It's so great to hear because most of them, they care about their employees, whether they're choosing to shut down to keep them healthy, whether they're choosing to keep going to try to keep giving them a paycheck, whether they're laying people off so, so that they can get the unemployment benefits because that's going to be better than the limited hours they can give them. Right, Whatever the case might be, they're out there trying to help in the best way that they know how, and that's all we can all do, right? So as salespeople, it's the same thing. If we're out there trying to help in the best way that we know how, we've all got something that's got some value that can help them right now, let's take that to the world. Let's not limit, let's not put people in a position where they don't have access to what we've got, right? That's the whole point of sales is let's give people access to the good things that we have and that we can offer right now. So... In times like this, that's what we need is to be able to truly help each other out and try to provide that. I'm just going to leave it right there. I don't think I could say it any better than that. And humanity for the win. And I appreciate you taking the time to come and spend (laughs) a little bit of your day with us now. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Roger. I appreciate it as well. Well, there you have it. I don't know how you felt about that one, but I felt like it was really timely And I was a little bit proud of myself, honestly, that I was able to find someone that could give us a look from an adjacent industry, give us an opportunity to have a proof point on the idea that perhaps it's okay for us to get out there and continue to try to make calls on folks because, believe it or not, there actually are people out there in manufacturing and trucking, grocery stores, janitorial and commercial cleaning, all those markets that Val was talking about where people are still working. They need stuff and they need help and they want to have the opportunity to collaborate with people who are going to get them what they need. There's not a lot of time for them to spend trying to wade through who it is that they should be doing uh, business with at this moment. That was really interesting that she was so focused on the idea of pipeline growth and the idea that if you can show some empathy and get some people on the phone, you might learn some things that could potentially move an account into your pipeline from just being a prospect at this stage of the game and using this time to help perhaps fill that type of the top of the pipeline in ways that perhaps you've not been able to do in the past. And this notion of genuine, authentic caring as being the uh, winning sales strategy, I don't think is ever going to go out of style. So perhaps for those of us who have taken a more direct, uh, no-nonsense approach to sales, perhaps the idea about being a little bit more genuine and showing people a little bit more of your own personality might be the winning ticket when it comes to trying to move yourself up in the trust equation that we talked about when it comes to trust being at the top of the pyramid. So I hope you enjoyed that one. I hope it brings you some measure of information or something strategic that helps you in your day-to-day activities. If you like that or if you feel like it would be of benefit to others, please don't hesitate to share that episode around. Put it out on your own social media feeds and comment and like and let us know whether or not that did anything for you. And we will continue to try to source guests 
based on the user data that we're able to share with potential guests about just how many of you might be able to uh, interact with people's messages as they put them in front of you. So thanks again for everybody who took the time to listen to this one. And until next time, take care, be safe out there, and we'll hear from, we'll t- talk to you all again next time.